to the Paint, Rest, Repeat podcast with Roz Gervais and Laura Day, where we chat about our creative lives as artists while keeping it real and a little bit messy. We're here to inspire creatives just like you to push past those boundaries and make art that you love. Let's dive in. We are back with part two of our chat about how to make real progress in your art practice because we started recording this the last episode and we realized that we just could talk forever on this topic. So today, et voila, here is <laughs> part two. Hi, Laura, how are you? Yes, I am good. Yes, we could have kept on going and going and going. So hopefully this is a nice juicy episode and we've got different points for you maybe to consider to continue to make progress in your creative business. And yeah, I think we were talking about playing the long game and good things taking time. So did you want to touch on that, Roz? Yeah, for sure. Because that is epically difficult for me. Like it's a hard, what's the expression? It's a hard pill to swallow, that one. Really, really hard. I just don't do many things by halves. And so the idea, even the word, you know, slow growth or slow development or you'll reach there in the end just gives me the irks. It's so funny, but it's also true because I've come up against it as I was sharing in the last episode that we were chatting about this topic. By the way, that's episode 23. So if you missed it, make sure you go back and tune into episode 23 first. I just shared how I tend to overcommit And then I hit a wall where I'm just exhausted and things have to change sort of thing. And that's because I go so hard, you know, I want to achieve my dreams and my goals, but then realizing that that's not actually sustainable to continue like that. So yeah, I think the point really is that it's really important, obviously, to set your goals, to know what you want, to allow yourself to dream, make plans for you know, how to get closer to those dreams, but it's okay for your growth to be a little bit slower than, you know, your heart desires it to be. So I'm not talking about, you know, slowing everything down and making, you know, total snail's pace, but it's okay for it to be a bit slower somewhere in the middle of that spectrum so that you can actually maintain that growth, continue growing your business Um, your art business in a steady way that's sustainable. And I think that's the lesson that, like we were saying in episode 23, that I keep on coming up against constantly. I probably always will. It's just my style of operating. But yes, something that I hope our listeners (laughs) can maybe learn from. If I won't learn from it, that you need to as a listener. (laughs) Roz, would you identify as being like a type A personality? Like you just have high standards for yourself and you are an achiever? Is that how you describe a type A? Can you elaborate? Is that like an alpha? Like I'm not an alpha female. Yeah, I guess it's just that achiever type. So like always having high standards, have like really good quality output and just like aiming for excellence. Yes. So I would say yes, but entirely within myself. Like I'm a personal best person. I don't compare myself to anyone else. I don't know why. It's just how I operate. So yeah, within myself. And I like to feel proud of what I do within myself, you know? So yeah, I feel like I sort of picked up those traits 
But it was only in things that like I really enjoyed. So like in high school and things like art was the only thing. So like I had high standards. But yeah, I think also like when I went into business, like the perfectionism, like so the dark side of that and the things that sort of hold you back is that perfectionism. So that's something that I feel like I'm constantly like up against. 100%. Like I hear you and you will not be the only one. So I, you know, we both sort of have to tame that at times. Going back to that playing the long game, that is like a mantra that I have going forward. And even like with the people that I work with, I sort of bring people back because we're talking about having those high expectations and like actually like trying to make progress like too quickly or like unrealistic expectations or like how long things can take and then like overloading yourself. So, I mean, I feel like touching on goal setting and action steps and taking aligned action. So like really like tuning into that gut feeling, tuning into that intuition, setting goals around not what you feel like you should be doing to be a successful creative business owner, like really like tapping into like, what does my lifestyle want? Like, how can I fit this creative thing into my lifestyle? And then like identifying actions that can move towards that sort of aligned goal or that goal that feels really good to you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's important to be setting your goals and choosing goals that are, like you're saying, truly aligned with you as a person, the lifestyle you want with your heart as well. And with what's the word, how you feel um, rewarded in life, you know, the things that make you feel good. Like for me, I love doing a lot of things, but one of those things is supporting other creatives. That makes me feel really good. So to have a goal around that, that's worthwhile. And that will also drive me to achieve it because I definitely want it. I deeply, I deeply feel rewarded by that. Yeah. So those soul aligned sort of goals, really important. You wanted to share a little bit about your feelings-based goals though. Is that right? Yeah. So something that's helped me to make progress in my art business is investing in mentors and guides and doing programs and things like that. So at the moment, I'm doing a six-month program with a life coach. Rather than like an outcome-based goal, I'm creating feelings-based goals. So like, how do you want to feel at the end? Or what is the feeling that you're working towards? And it's not like time-based either. So it's actually looking at the sort of feeling states that you want to be in. And I I might share with you, are you interested to know like what my three goals are? Yeah, yeah, tell me. So my first goal is feel aligned and connected to myself. So I create action steps around that. And so we have check-ins and then I make progress on it. And then I I move closer and closer towards that feeling state. And then my second one is embrace and honor my body. So that's all about self-care and well-being and things like that. My third one is my work inspires and fulfills me. So I feel like for really practical-minded people, like this sort of airy-fairy goal setting can be like a little bit like, (laughs) but it actually really resonates with me. And I feel like it's a process that is actually working really well. Well, this is this is 100% where you have to tune into you. You know, like, are you the type of person that will set goals this way? Or are you a type of person that wants to set some numbers around your goals? And whichever way you are, that's how you are. That's who you are. And also which type of goal setting gives you like traction or helps you to 
feel successful and reach those goals as well, obviously. Yeah. So I guess our advice would be to like, if you've never set any goals around your creative practice or your creative business, like look into that. Like, I think that would be really good. We've got a goal setting guide. It's on my website. So that's a download. Uh, So you can go to uh, laurajaneday.com and see my shop. So you can grab that for free. Yeah, for free. It's not about what I'm talking about at the moment, the the feeling based, but it's actually more outcome based and time bound as well. Hi, everyone. We wanted to interrupt this episode just to let you know something super exciting. It's our birthday. November is our birthday month for the Paint, Rest, Repeat podcast, and we'd love to celebrate with you. Join us for a morning cuppa or maybe some bubbles in Melbourne CBD on Saturday, November 12th. Head to the show notes and click the Eventbrite link to register. Tickets are free, but you will need to register and we just can't wait to see you there. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) See you then. And that topic we explore in episode 18, that's what I was looking up before when I was distracted. So if you do want to learn more about the numbers-based goal-setting strategy, that's in episode 18. So definitely go and tune in. It's worth a look. It works for me. So slightly different personality to Laura, but yeah, definitely worth a listen. Yeah. With this conversation and making progress, we were talking about like systems. That's a really boring another dirty word. It's really boring. Like I'm like, oh, let's not put systems as our title. Like a, a creative person is just going to be like, uh, I'll skip that episode. <laughs> don't you think? <laughs> well, see, for me, on the other hand, I'm like, I need that, but I don't know how to do it. So I actually, I would listen to it. I have listened to episodes on systems, but I'm not sure they've helped me yet. I need some hand holding. Do you want to hold my hand, Laura? <laughs> as creatives, like we need to be flexible and fluid around our weeks. And, but I think you need some sort of structure. If you're going from a hobby and you're wanting to like make money from your business and you're wanting it to contribute to the household and you want to make this like your actual career, then you need to become your own boss and you need to create systems and structures. And we were talking about streamlining things Yeah. So I think it's really important. Like you need to sort of have those sort of business elements in place as well. And if you don't have the skills, get someone else to help you with that area as well. Totally. I love how you mentioned making it fluid though, because I think that is the key. And I think, I'm sure, I hope I'm not the only one, but I tend to do a bit of black and white thinking. So if I do have a schedule with what I need to do, you know, certain day, certain time, I feel like I need to do that. And if I don't do that, I've failed sort of thing. So it's like all or nothing, that sort of way of thinking. And that's not helpful. So I think I like that idea. So trying to create those systems that routine, but somehow allowing it to be fluid and flexible for you. How do you do that, Laura? You know, no, I'm not perfect at that either. I disagree. (laughs) <laughs> no, I no, you're talking about that all of or nothing. Sometimes I get tripped up with that and then I end up in resistance or procrastination and it's just like it's like oh why bother like <laughs> it's just like it's too hard. But from that approach of like slowly building 1% better, playing the long game. Like I think it's just about like bringing that kind reassuring voice back in. It's like it's okay. 
like you've done your bare minimum today, like you, you've ticked off like two things from your list. That's amazing. If you're tired and need to zone out in front of the TV and just not achieve your other things, that can roll over to the next day. So Laura, I think there might be officially something wrong with me because I'm like, no, 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 I can't do that. If I've got three goals, I've got three goals and I just (laughs) need to tick them off for my day. I just have to. (laughs) Is there a way that you can give yourself like the freedom or permission just to sort of drop one of them or? Yeah. Well, you know, that is totally what happens when I hit that line, obviously. Yeah, but it has to get it has to get to burnout. Yeah, not burnout. I really don't like that word because I feel like not that I don't like it, sorry, but I see should we talk about burnout for a second? I feel <laughs> I feel like burnout is when you push yourself so hard that you're in bed for a week and you find it hard to get back into it. Whereas for me, I don't get to that state. I just get so tired and maybe emotional, that I have to change my schedule. But I'm still going, generally. (laughs) Generally. Is that a burnout? I feel like it is, yeah. But can you recover from a burnout in a couple of days? If it's causing problems, like if it's something that just keeps happening and it's not sustainable, I mean, it's okay if you're in like a really busy season of your business it's okay. But then if it's ongoing. I think I'm seeing, I'm interrupting you totally, Laura. I think I'm seeing burnout as like a crisis. Like it's a serious thing. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. I think I've always seen burnout like that. Yeah. So it stops you dead on your feet. Yeah. Like completely. And then, you know, three months and you're just, you know, starting to recover. Is that ridiculous? No, it's not ridiculous. I mean, that's true to you. Like that's sort of the perception that you have, but Maybe like, I don't know, if it's something that you want to dig into further, like you could probably have a journaling session around it and like just, oh, all right, all right. <laughs> like just like, be like, what is, what is burnout to me and why do I think that way? And you are my journal, Laura. Like, yeah, could I, yeah, I know. I think, yeah, some people, we have suggested journaling as like a really good tool for people, but some people have blocks around journaling and actually verbally talking things through with another person can actually be like something for you, to help you if you are finding that the written word is not your jam. It just comes so naturally to me. So I always suggest journaling, but I'm realizing now like not every person really resonate with that. But yeah, I guess another tool could be the talking things through which I do both. (laughs) I love both. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely works. I mean, I think when maybe when you're a sensitive person, there's just a lot in life to process and you have to process it one way or another, journaling or talking. I'm the same as you though. I feel like talking's easier. Journaling's harder work for me. Yeah, but they're both really powerful. Yeah. Anyway, how do we get onto journaling? Oh, I don't know, but it was also in my notes here anyways to talk about because it was one of my strategies. So I think that I have systems in place that help me make progress and talking to you or talking to other people and my journaling and personal introspection really help me to make progress. It helps me to uncover awarenesses or things that are holding me back and it allows me to like navigate myself a bit better. As I said, I've got accountability. So with community trusted friends, family, other creative business owners, 
and then the the life coach so that like doing like actual program to help you but also if you are sort of going from a hobby level what would you suggest for like people starting out and they're like wanting to like build I would say to build a loose routine if you can (laughs) I'm always quite strict as I was saying and then disappoint myself so don't do me do a Laura no like I don't have all the answers honestly I don't want to pitch it that way at all listeners she's lying she does have all the answers (laughs) I feel like I'm very in touch with myself and it's coming from my fear that I am going to end up in hospital again so I structure my weeks so I don't burn out I structure my weeks so I have lots of time to rest and I realise my limitations. Yeah, and whereas other people might not have reached that point, so they don't know, they actually don't even know where that point is. You know, I don't know where that point is. So I'm just pushing, pushing, pushing until I reach that point that I'm like, oh, there's the point. (laughs) And then occasionally I'm like, I better just check if that point's still there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But it's not a problem for you because you're fit and healthy and you are very energy rich, but I've got an underlying thing in the back of my mind that I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to end up in a flare up if I just push this too hard. So we have to be our own bosses and we have to motivate ourselves. And what would you suggest for people that are sort of like, I don't know, experiencing procrastination, resistance, creative block? Or they're just at the beginning and they don't know where to start and they want to focus on an area that they want to improve and they like want to make progress. Like what would you, what advice? Be clear firstly on your goals, like we've been talking, to set some sort of a routine up for yourself and then to tap into some sort of accountability or community or something to keep you on that path essentially, if that's your goal, right? So to keep you on that path, I think they're probably the three main ingredients. Then obviously thinking about how to achieve those specific goals. So if you're wanting to sell more artwork, how can you sell that artwork? What do you need to do in order to do that? So actually making targeted, like a targeted action plan. I listen a lot to a wonderful business coach. She has a podcast. You can listen to her as well. Her name's Tash Corbin. And she talks about having a very simple marketing plan. She doesn't serve artists specifically, but she just talks about looking at reach. So how are you going to reach your people to buy your artwork? How are you going to convert those people? So how are you going to encourage them to actually buy your artwork? And then how are you going to manage your mindset as an art biz human, you know? And I really, really love that. And kudos to her, like, you know, shout out to her because that's her concept. But also keeping it really simple. So for me, I'm choosing for my reach to be through Instagram to sell my art because I love Instagram. So that's all about following the joy as well, making it fun and making it achievable. Because if I had to find my people on LinkedIn, I just wouldn't. That would be the first thing that would leave my list, even though I do like to stick to my list. Yeah. So definitely think about one way to reach your people, to reach your goals. And keep it somewhere that's enjoyable for you. And then encouraging sales, how are you going to do that? And then how are you going to nurture your mindset? Probably through the accountability or the community that we talked about before. Yeah. Anyway, that's my summary. What do you reckon? We were actually going to suggest a little homework task as well. If you feel called to take action on this, something to consider would be 
what is the one area that you want to improve 1% bit by bit, slowly, and focusing in on that specific area? So if it is in your art practice or like art business, it could be around finances. It could be specifically around goal setting. If you've never done goal setting before, it could be setting a consistent painting schedule, improving your art technique, painting technique, drawing technique, networking, building community, like whatever you feel like is missing and like what would be the next ingredient for you to improve and make progress. Maybe finding your style or getting more sales, like so looking and researching specific sales channels that you want to implement, marketing, website. There's so many things that really is, and it can be really daunting as well. And so the idea, I think, like you're saying, of choosing one goal that you're going to improve 1% every day, I think is absolutely gold. And then on top of that, how to make it fun. Because you know what? You are not going to stay in art biz if it's not enjoyable and if it's not fun. So I really do think that's a key ingredient as well. Yeah, it has to feel good. Yeah, it really does. Because otherwise you're not going to be motivated to do it. So if you're coming from your head and approaching it from a, I should be doing this to be a successful business, that's not going to work. It is that gut feeling, your intuition and like really aligning and like knowing what that is for you and what is going to be exciting for you to make progress on. Yeah. And the thing I've been yapping about lately is um, following joy. So because that's that's what's going to see you through, you know, following joy. Yeah. This podcast is joy for me, Roz. <laughs> I was going to say um, our chats definitely brings me joy. So, you know, and that's why we're still going and that's why we're able to be consistent, which is one of our key things that we were talking about before. And that's why we can deliver on our system, which is that every Thursday morning we catch up and do podcast land, you know, so because there's joy in it and it's fun. Now, we had a review. Did you want to find that lovely review? We really appreciate everyone taking the time uh, to comment and give us feedback. And with your homework task, we'd love to hear what your progress is, what your focus is. So have you found the review, Ross? I have. I've got it right here. So the review, we've actually had quite a few in the last couple of days. So I'm just going to read one of them though. And this one comes from the beautiful Sarah McKenzie. She is over on Instagram at Sarah McKenzie Art. So definitely go and give her a follow as a thank you from us. Um, And she also has really, really beautiful art. So definitely worth a check out. She says, a beautiful podcast for creatives. And then she says... Laura and Roz's Paint, Rest and Repeat podcast is a joy to listen to. As a newbie artist myself, I've found their podcast to be a great encouragement along my art journey. Having recently started my own art business, the topics are engaging and highly relevant. They are a great duo together, each bringing to the table experience, knowledge, talent, passion for art, and a desire to see other creatives flourish. They both inspire and are compassionate in this process to themselves and others. Highly recommend tuning in to this wonderful art podcast. Ah, that's so lovely. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you so much, Sarah. (laughs) So do feel free to leave a review as well if you are listening. It helps us to reach a whole bunch more creatives. It really, really means the world to us. If you do have an Instagram account, make sure that you share your Instagram account details in your comment to us, in your feedback to us. 
because that means we can give you a shout out and then you get more our listeners listening to that and hopefully going over and giving you a follow as well. Yes. Did I say how to leave a review? On Apple iTunes and we've got it in the show notes as well. So you can figure it out through scrolling down on the show notes. Good chat today. Thank you. I consider myself highly gifted at chatting. I'm a chatterbox, apparently, according (laughs) to my daughter. (laughs) All righty, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to our episode this fortnight, and we look forward to delivering more to you in two weeks' time. Um, Make sure you listen to all of our back episodes as well, if you haven't already, because we are sharing lots of goodies in there, and we'd love to help you as well. All righty. That's it. See ya. Bye. Bye.